Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, November 26, 2023, and this is day 2076 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you and thank you with all of our hearts. I thank you so much, my Lord, for your mercy and grace and your favor that you have upon us. Thank you, Lord, for opening doors that only you can open and shutting doors that need to be shut. Help us, Father, to not try to force anything open that you have closed and that we will trust you and do according to thy will. I thank you, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is letting go letting go. It reminds me of the movie, uh, the song, that Disney movie and the song that she sings, let it go, let it go. Well, God is telling us to let it go. And we'll go into some detail of some of the things. And then you can add to your own list of some of the things that you need to let go of. We're going to be coming out of Luke chapter two, verses 41 through 52. Luke chapter two, verses 41 through 52. And it says, every year, Jesus's parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. So the Passover uh, is a day that uh, Jewish people would celebrate and still do. Some still do celebrate, um, which uh, represents uh, the day that God delivered uh, the Israelites out of Egypt uh, through his leader, Moses. And it was Based upon uh, those, the very last plague was the death angel came and killed all the oldest boys in the families. And if they did not have uh, the blood of the lamb over their doorpost, then uh, the angel, death angel would kill that, that oldest child inside. If they did have the blood over the doorpost, then the angel would pass over. So also my commentary says that according to God's law, every male was required to go to Jerusalem three times a year for the great festivals. And uh, in the spring, the Passover was celebrated, followed immediately by the week of festivals of unleavened bread. And then uh, Passover commemorated the night of the Jews escaped from Egypt. Uh, when God had killed the Egyptian firstborn, but it passed over Israelite homes. So Passover was the most important of the three annual festivals. All right, so then verse 42, when he was 12, so let me start back. Okay, 41, every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they had went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while he, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. So it wasn't that they were 
bad parents and didn't notice that their son uh, was still left behind. It was a caravan of people. And they said typically the women would be in the front and the men in the back of the caravan. It was the whole community that went together. And uh, so Jesus and his siblings uh, and the rest of the other kids in, in the community would be playing. They would be in the in the middle where the parents could, could keep an eye out on them, but they're running back and forth and doing all these things. So it says, uh, they were not aware that he stayed behind. In verse 44, thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So Jesus, you know, even though being uh, God and fully human, he, you know, obeyed his earthly parents and uh, went back because it wasn't time yet. And he went back and learned from his father, from his uh, stepfather uh, and he stepfather Joseph. He learned how to be a carpenter and I'm sure many other things. And he stayed with them for another 18 years before he started his ministry at the age of 30. And then once he started his ministry for three years, he accomplished so much, gathering his disciples and and going out and sharing uh, the love of his, of Jesus with everyone. And uh, after three years, then he died on the cross for us. And then he raised up victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And that's something that his mother saw with her very own eyes. And to see that her son died to save the whole world, even her. It is just... It's just amazing to me. Uh, but let's get to our points. Point number one. So after teaching our kids to drive, mainly my husband, <laughs> he was the one most patient when it came to that. Uh, when they were teenagers, it was so hard to let them go at it alone. We would usually give them a speech, you know, uh, the first several times they drove without us in the car with them and uh, the do's and the don'ts, reiterating all these things and telling them what to do if they got pulled over and how to deal with the police. And, you know, if somebody cuts you off, what do you do? If somebody, you know, just um, if an ambulance or uh, someone comes, what do you do? Just reiterating all these things and paying attention, not being on your phones. And, and they said, we know, we know, we got it. Then finally, we totally let it go, let them go. We put our trust in God. We had done all that we 
uh, that he had given us to do. It was so hard, especially with our first child. It got a little easier with our last two, but it was still challenging. What are you holding on to that God wants you to let go of? If, you know, uh, uh, it is, if it's an old relationship, um, is it um, uh, children? Is it a loved one who's ready to transition to be with the Lord? You know, I remember someone, a a dear couple that I knew. And um, when I was at the first church I'd ever belonged to, and his wife uh, suffered uh, from, I believe it was asthma. And uh, I'm going about my, based upon my memory, this was over 35 years ago or so. And, um, and she died. And he prayed for her. And he's like, no, Lord, I cannot do this alone. Please bring my wife back. And the Lord did. (laughs) He brought her back. Look at God, right? And this man's faith in God. And um, I remember God doing the same for me with my husband. You know, he literally died in front of me uh, after an aneurysm and didn't know that that was going to happen. And and I prayed, Lord, please bring him back, Lord. And I didn't say I wasn't ready to let him go, but God brought him back. And and even the people, when they came, the ambulance service came and they were like, wow, this is very rare, sir. People don't usually live through this, but God. There's a time when God is saying, I'm, it's not time yet for you to go. But when it's time, and there's been others that I've heard, you know, uh, that were ready to go on to be with the Lord, maybe in the hospital and there. And I remember someone saying how uh, they were waiting on that last child to get to the hospital. Maybe they had to travel from out of town or whatever to get to the hospital to see them. And then after they saw them and was able to hug them and love them and share whatever last words with them, they were saying, now I can go. Now I can go be with the Lord. And everyone let them go and they were free. Uh, There are times when that could happen. You know, uh, it could even be letting go of bitterness, anger, and resentment. Whatever it is, the Lord wants us to give it to him. Cast your cares unto him, for he cares for you. Point number two, as we can see, Mary had to let go of her child and let him become a man, God's son, the Messiah. I would imagine that she was fearful that she hadn't been careful enough with her God-given child that she was frantically searching for. But she was looking for a boy, not the young man who was in the temple uh, astounding the religious leaders with his questions. When the time comes to step back and let go, we must do so despite the hurt, allowing others to exercise their wings, to take flight, and soar to the heights God intended for them. Otherwise, you know what? We're holding them captive. We're keeping them bound from being all that God would have for them to be or to go where God would have them to go. God is saying, let it go. Let go of the hurt and the pain maybe someone caused you. Whether it's intentional or unintentional, 
we need to let it go in order to grow because it's stunting our growth and it's keeping us bound. Uh, and we, God wants us to be free. You know, two, it'll be two years ago for me in April that God said it's time to let go and move on from the church I was at. And whatever way it happened, it, it wasn't pretty, <laughs> but whatever way it happened, you know, God still was in control and God said it's time. And uh, so once we moved on, it was it was rough because leaving behind the people that God allowed us to serve while being there, uh, leaving behind, you know, the space that we had created and and painted a lot of the rooms and got them ready for transitions on there. God said, nope, time to move on. And so we had to let go. And we had to let go even of, you know, any heartbreak, any uh, division that could have come about because of it and allowed for uh, mending to take place and uh, knowing that we had completed our task and I know that I had poured out what all God had given me to pour out and uh, it was time to move on. And now uh, it's been, as I said, almost two years that the new church we're at actually is someone, uh, Pastor Cynthia Kivett, who I've known for many years from we had attended the first church I had joined. And, um, you know, she uh, is all about kingdom building as well. And and uh, a woman for of God and uh, has allowed us to do transition zone there at the church, whatever we needed. And so whenever God says it's time to move on, we will. But we're grateful to her and to our previous pastor at our other church who allowed us to, to have transition zone there and to do the work that God had given us to do there for 14 years. We had to know. We have to know when to move on and to let go and to understand that God is in control. Don't be bitter, don't be angry at how it turns how it how it um comes about, but just know if God is saying to move on, you don't know how he's going to do it. <laughs> we just need to move on and trust him. So whatever that is God is showing you, give it to him and be obedient. It could be from a house, an apartment. He's saying, move on. I'll never forget a lady that uh, I met while at a concert at the gym theater on 18th and Vine. And we were uh, enjoying a jazz concert and uh, at intermission, everybody, well, most people got up and went out to the, you know, get refreshments. And she and I were sitting next to each other and we started talking and she somehow got on the subject of she had to move on from her children who uh, are grown and uh, she had her own place and she let one of them live with her because they were having a rough time and then another one moved in and then their children moved in and and she they wouldn't leave and uh, one of them wouldn't work and you know so many things and she kept trying to get them to move on and they wouldn't and so guess what she did she left she said it was the best thing I could have ever done she said I let them have it I moved on, got my own, another place, and said, you could do whatever you want. I have peace. And sometimes, y'all, that's what it takes. We have to let go and move on. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that's the most important thing that you can do is to leave that old way and grab hold of Jesus Christ. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
Glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth about life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human trafficking awareness, and DIY projects. We are so grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you for your prayers and all of your support and for your donations. And if you would like to make a donation, please go to that website, tzonekc.org, and hit the donate button, and then give whatever God puts on your heart. We thank you again. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.